Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Bolt Week podcast. I'm Bolt Week editor Matthew Appleby. And today I'm with Burpee Seeds sales and marketing director Simon Crawford and new commercial director Andrew Mellows. So welcome Simon. Good morning Matt, good morning. And welcome Andrew. Hi Matthew. Excellent, now good to see you too. Um, now Burpee has recently moved to uh, new premises so there's lots going on in the company and Andrew you're, you're new at the company and you're both well-known faces in the industry. So starting with you Andrew, You've just started, so um, how have things been going? What have you been up to? Uh, it's, it's been really good. I think um, just learning the sea trade uh, has been uh, has been very interesting, uh, and obviously I've got a huge amount of knowledge to get from uh, from Simon. Um, just learning the processes here, um, working out what's uh, what's working, what, what uh, things we can start to improve, uh, and then uh, starting to visit customers as well. So it's been uh, a really good and exciting six weeks. Brilliant. And you mentioned you've been to see a few customers recently. Who, who have you seen and what's, what's their views on how things are looking for this year? Um, and I think um, cautious optimism is, is, is probably the, uh, the, uh, the key word at the moment, I think. Everybody's still suffering a little bit from a COVID hangover. Um, but I think uh, coming out of that, I think uh, there's some, some green, green shoots of recovery. Brilliant. OK. And Simon, what is the thinking about appointing Andrew? Is it sort of new new direction for Burpee? Where, where is it? Where's, where are you all going? Well, I'm retiring, Matthew. So that's that's really the um, the, the main reason we need someone else to, to come in, um, take over the business, um, expand it, continue to the, the growth track that we've been on. Um, so, yeah, it, it, actually, it's my retirement that, that really has brought this all together. Um, the movement to the new office facility was required because we'd outgrown the facility um, in Driffield. Um, so we, we needed to expand our storage space and our office space anyway. And so everything came together and um, uh, being able to get Andrew on board has been a real, a real bonus, a plus. Um, someone with significant um, sales and marketing commercial experience um to, to add to the team it will take a probably a few months before i completely uh 
close the door, but um, I'm certainly going to be sticking around till the end of this year uh, before I depart, finally. We'll talk about more about your career in a bit, but uh, Andrew, you uh, very well known face in the industry, as I said, ex-Guardman and Woodlodge, but earlier on we were talking about the whole industry and the unpredictability of it and uh, having moved from into, into um, sort of um, fresh goods into, into you know, from kind of hard goods, I guess it makes it even more unpredictable. So um, do you think this year is going to be a normal season? Um, whatever a normal season is, Matt, I say, I, 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 I've been in the season now, so I've been in the industry now for uh, almost 20 years and I'm still waiting for the normal season to arrive. <laughs> um, so... Uh, but uh, I, I, one would hope so. Uh, I, I think um, there's still, and the supply chain has still got an awful lot of stock in it, I think, uh, where after people have uh, come out of COVID. Um, and I think once that normalises, I think, touch wood, yeah, we should, be, we should have a normal season. Just need the weather gods to pray to be, to be with us. No, no, well, indeed. I mean, I guess with the live side of things, there are different challenges from what you've had in, in previous years. There has been many challenges along the road in the last in the last two or three years but I guess that is kind of all over now we kind of got over the idea of Brexit and we've got over the idea of of, of Covid being a big impactor on the industry do, do you think that's a reasonable assumption? Um, yes yeah I, I, I think so and I think the, um, the biggest concern now is the uh, is the draw on uh, consumer spend uh, and you know with um, uh, cost of living uh, increases, etc. It's uh, it, it's how much disposable income people are prepared to spend on gardening. Um, the one thing we can do is make sure it's there. It's with uh, it's it's uh, available to the consumers um, through our uh, through our, our sort of network and supply channels. Um, I think it's it's also making sure that it's um, the product you're supplying is dependable and easy to grow. No, no indeed. Now, Simon, you've got a uh, quite a few roles. In the broader industry, with BPOA, with Flora Select, and as a as a breeder, um, are you going to keep any of those roles? What's what, what's your plans? Well, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll continue to uh, be interested in in breeding and and product development for sure. I'll continue my uh, voluntary work with the RHS, um, but I will be stepping back from from Flora Select towards the end of this year. We've got some really good. Ev- uh, we have the convention for Flora Select coming to the UK in July, which um, I'm, I'm involved with. Uh, and so I want to, to see that through successfully. Um, but yeah, after a, 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 what over 10 years now with Burpee, um, uh, I will be stepping back, but I'm sure I will maintain a strong interest in what Burpee are doing in the UK and beyond. Um, yeah, we started, of course, we started Burpee in the UK in uh, 2011. So we've been... 10, 11, 12 years almost, um, working to introduce burpees varieties into the, the UK and the European market, of course, Matt. Um, and we were trading directly with Europe until uh, Brexit, but sadly Brexit prevented us from continuing that, that work. Uh, and so we had to establish a new office in the Netherlands to um, distribute our products and working closely with Grain Vaults to do that. Um, yeah, that was a, a negative as far as I was concerned, um, with Brexit that we, uh, the red tape and uh, the hoops we had to jump through to get seed uh, onto the continent were, were too much. So we had to establish a store in, in the Netherlands to do that. That sounds like quite a neat solution. And working with Flora Select is obviously an international um, organisation and you've got a gold medal winner, um, Helianthus 
Desire Red just just been announced as a gold medal winner. Um, so, uh, what are your hopes for that particular variety? Well, we're we're so excited about this, um, and we hope that uh, you know people will pick it up generally across the trade. Um, Andrew and I were calling on some of the the retail packet houses last week. We'll be visit and, and see distributors like Moles, um, and we'll be seeing ball next week of course so we're hoping those guys will take take the variety on board um it is an outstanding garden performer but can also be grown in a a pot uh, as a as a potted plant um so we're we're really excited about the uh, prospect of a first gold medal i think in the history although burpee was a founder member of of flora select david burpee actually signed the original charter in 1971 uh, when when um, uh, Fluoroslet was founded, uh, but we've not had a, a a gold medal winner before. So yeah, it's really a, an incredible event for us to be receiving this award in the UK, and our breeder uh, Henk van der Velde will be coming over to receive his gold medal. Excellent, congratulations on that. Now uh, you uh, you mentioned the uh, Fluoroslet convention in July, so can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, the focus of these conventions is is really the annual general meeting. And so the annual general meeting will be held um, at Hyde Hall. Um, we asked uh, the RHS, um, Ian Legros and, and Rob Brett, whether we could hold the event there, um, mainly because we wanted to uh, visit the Floral Fantasia area that was started by Peter Seabrook. Um, so we will be there on the afternoon of July the 4th. In the morning, we will visit uh, Fothergills uh, in, in Newmarket. Um, they have got a full Flora Select trial. Um, and then we'll be having the AGM at Hyde Hall as well as a tour of Floral Fantasia, visiting Flora Nova on the Wednesday, um, and then uh, a gala dinner in Hadley, um, just down the road, actually, actually from um, Cedric Morris's place, Benton End. I don't know whether you visited yet, Matt, but also a very interesting new trust garden. No, I'll be very interested in Morris because I've been to uh, Garden Museum recently and, uh, you know, his art has been very strongly promoted there. So, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to go there. So, um, yeah, um, that's that really sums it up. Uh, our home garden conference, of course, we, we are focused on, on the home garden at Burpee. And so the home garden conference that's held every year this year will be held by Flora Select in uh, the north of Holland, uh, based in Lelystad. And we'll be visiting Econ Seeds and Pan American seeds and a number of other breeders, but with a very heavy focus on the end user, the consumer, um, and plants that are suitable for use by by home gardeners. Oh, no, indeed. Now um, you have a big role, the British Protected Ornamentals Association. Uh, it was their conference quite recently at Stoneleigh. Um, what in particular came out of that that was uh, of interest to the wider industry, do you think? Yeah, I mean, if I was to choose just one thing to comment on, it would be the, the, the situation with growing media and substrate. Um, what fascinated me and the, the talk that I found most interesting was the sphagnum farming talk, um, which I thought was fantastic. I think mm. there's still a long way to go, but finding alternatives to, um, to coir and to wood chip um, to, to, to produce good quality, reliable substrates is, is absolutely vital. Um, and I was with someone last week, Andrew and I were visiting, they've been testing peat-free composts and finding 
um, some issues with seed germination and seed seedling development. So more research is needed. I, I welcome the uh, the new initiative that the RHS have brought forward, this this new program, bringing the industry together to, to do more development work on substrates. But unless we get good substrates, um, I, you know, the, the industry is going to be threatened, Matt. I really do believe that. And so every little bit of research that we can get our hands on to to help um, flesh out a better way of, of developing substrates, I think, is is very, very important. Spoken farmers are quite a long way off um, being re- really commercial. So what, what R&D is going on, you know, paid for by the government, which which is actually going to help in the, in the next few years before, you know, growers are kind of banned from using peat, maybe 28, 20, 2030? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the peat reduced story is there, but I still don't see any major developments for, you know, really good, reliable, peat-free uh, media for the home gardener. You know, I can I can I mention trade names? I mean, the Fertile yeah. Fiber product mm-hmm. did did perform very well in the recent witch trial that was published in January, and I believe there's some more research to be published by which um, uh, with potatoes in the next issue of of the Witch Garden magazine. So, um, you know, there is some great work going ahead. I know Julian Davis at Stockbridge is. Um, producing uh, or undertaking quite a lot of um, work on this. And I think, again, it will be very, very valuable to see what Julian and his team have to tell us about some of the new combinations. But peat-free is still a challenge. You know, even Melcourt, who do a great job, and I use their product myself, um, have problems finding good materials to produce their, their mixes. And it's getting quite urgent for the home gardener because that's the end of 2024. So uh, that's great. I guess yeah. watch that this space. Now, another big issue that came up last summer um, was drought. And I know you've been looking at drought tolerance seeds. So what, what have you been doing on that? Well, um, yeah, we're, we're looking at um, the performance of some of our vegetables and flowers uh, in, in low, <clears throat> low rainfall conditions. And we've got a major research project with our, our sister company in India, Indus and Burpee Seeds, where we are looking at alter, you know, alternative hybrids that have got uh, more drought tolerance. Um, it, it, again, it's still a long way to go, but drought tolerance and weather tolerance generally, uh, I think, again, will become increasingly important. How successful we are, I think the jury's still out, Matt. I think there's still a long way to go on this, but we are watching it. And with climate change, it's not just about drought, is it? It's it's about heavy rainfall, uh, unpredictable weather patterns. Um, it, it's yeah, it, it really is uh, a, a difficult area to produce plants that are fully sustainable, that consumers can grow successfully, or if you like, with some degree of guarantee of success. And another perennial issue is pest and disease problems, and uh, your you know, special area is tomatoes. And obviously we have, um, you know, problems with the, with the virus at the, at the moment. So what's going on there? Um, virus resistance, I think, is 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 going to become more critical. But one of the good things that came out of Brexit has been a tightening of plant health controls and um, controls on bringing seed into the country. And so with regard to solanaceous, solanaceous crops and um, stiffer, you know, more... Uh, more testing, um, stiffer regulations, 
uh, I think he's welcome from our side. Uh, but our main focus has been on blight resistance um, for outdoor crops of tomato with home gardeners. And I, it, with that, I think we've been very successful. Uh, and we continue to push forward with all new varieties being blight resistant to, to a high degree. Um, and we have a couple of new, well, in fact, three new varieties that we're bringing out for 2023. Um, Bliss, which is a yellow plum, um, Black Moon, which is a black skinned um, uh, orange, and uh, Toddler, which is a, a large cherry small cocktail, all of which have got pretty good resistance to blight. Um, that program actually came out of some suggestions made by Rufus Roberts, the old, the previous owner of Sutton's, um, with with Dave Robinson, and they and I asked them what their biggest complaint was at Sutton's in in the um, the the you know, 2010, 9, 10, 11, and Rufus told me, oh, it's it's blight, number one problem, um, and so our program really became focused on that um, from that point on, and then we introduced Crimson Crush, of course, and out of that. Uh, these other new varieties, Cocktail Crush, uh, Rose Crush, and the rest of it came from from that work. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that. Now, Andrew, just going back to you, what other plans and aims have you got now? Been, I mean, you haven't been there very long, but what plans and aims have you got for the, for the business? Now, I, th- I think we have some very established routes to market at the moment. Uh, and I think um, as the supply chain gets more difficult, uh, I, I think we, we, we're aiming to expand that. Um, some of the conversations we've had with the uh, with customers last week, um, it's it's all about stock. If you've got stock in the country, then um, then you, you're in a good position. So I think um, being able to um, ensure that the supply chain is there, um, that it's a quality product, um, and uh, yeah, that, that that's going to be key. I think also going forward as well. I think we also have to look at sort of the environmental and ethical side of the supply chain. Um, and, that, and that is going to be another key con- um, consideration, I think, going forward. No, no, indeed. Now, you both have a vast amount of experience in the industry. So, Simon, after all your years heading towards retirement, what are the biggest lessons you've learned or, you know, what, in, in your, your decades in the industry, do you reckon? Well, you know, first of all, I think supply chain is critical, um, particularly with seeds. Um, you know, you, you were right. I think you started by saying now, you know, uh, working with a, a perishable product. And essentially, that's what we're talking about here. It's a perishable product, not highly perishable, but still perishable. Uh, making sure the quality of that product incoming um, reaches a very high standard, I think, is critical. Um, that's something that I I really picked up from working with Pan American, working with their post-harvest uh, seed conditioning programs from in Costa Rica and California, uh, and now again, starting to work with um, the guys in in Bangalore and India, uh, and working along similar lines. I think that that is the important thing. Having what you can sell, right, Matt? Yeah, having what you can sell so important. <laughs> it's just a very basic, straightforward thing, but sometimes achieving that can be very, very problematic. No, no, that's a wise lesson, and I guess uh, you you've come in from the same place, Andrew. Very much so, very much so. Um, I, I think uh, that and I think being trans- uh, transparent with your customers. Uh, I think if, you, if you've if you got an issue, then then face up to it because uh, I think if, if, you're, uh, if you're forward uh, forward thinking, you can come up with a solution. I think nobody, nobody likes surprises. Nobody likes surprises. <laughs> no, well, um, 
that's it's a good way to end up and it's been really good talking to you andrew mellows and simon crawford from burpee and uh, at the end of the whole week podcast we uh, we always end up with a question which isn't a surprise it's the question what is your favorite plant so let's start off with with andrew have you got a favorite plant you take to a desert island Oh, uh, I do. My garden is adorned at the moment with cord lines, so I do. I, uh, I love the um, the different colours you can get, etc. But uh, since, since starting at Burpee, uh, my eyes have been opened up to sunflowers and just the sheer, sheer variety and colours that you can uh, you can get. Um, so uh, it, 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 I'd have to take two with me, Matt. That's fine. Two cheerful choices there, and Simon. I think we know what you're going to choose. Well, I've I've enjoyed and, re- and really relished many plants uh, through my career, but I have to say that the plant that has really, um, if you like, sculpted me, made me, is tomato, and I still love it. Its variation, its diversity, um, and the fact that you can actually eat it. Um, yeah, no, that that would be my number one. Brilliant. Thanks, Simon. So thanks, Simon Crawford, and thanks to Andrew Mellows from burpee i'm hawk week editor matthew appleby and this has been the hawk week podcast subscribe to or follow hawk week podcast via apple podcasts spotify or google podcasts or your preferred podcast platform once again thank you and goodbye until next time catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.